Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Today is Cinco de Mayo, so we thought it'd be fun to have a little party. Honey, it's more than a party in my mouth. It's like a fiesta. In tequila shots. How much ribo flavor in this tequila? Yeah! Woo! I'm on a Mexican radio, wasting away again in Margarita Bits. Sit right here and have another beer in Mexico. Margaritas. Ole. Ole. Cinco de Mayo. There it is. Ole, he says. I love Cinco de Mayo so fucking much. I know you do. It's it's one of those holidays where there's, there's no pressure. There's no gifts to give. No family you've got to see. Nothing you have to do. It's kind of like St. Patrick's Day in one sense. However, on St. Patrick's Day, my phone is nonstop blowing up like, hey, what pub are we going to? And are you going out till uh, at two o'clock? Okay, pencil me in at five, and we'll go for an after party. I don't want to do that shit anymore. Single to mile, I can just sit and eat until I'm really fat and drink tequila or or Mexican beer or whatever and enjoy it. Yeah, so- and they've got great food too. I mean, generally, I know we know Mexico doesn't care. Like in Mexicans in Mexico, unless you're on a resort because you're American or Canadian or something, they don't care not really they don't care but um here hey it's a good excuse to get yourself a deal and a burrito then then have at her man oh there's a couple of burrito places that are doing it up today 5.99 yeah i'll take a 5.99 burrito give it to me right now and throw in some quesadillas and a taco special as well that'd be Mm -hmm. awesome if you uh are celebrating happy cinco de mayo to you it's also a sign that we've turned a corner I mean, the weather was shit for the entire year. And then look at it today. You're it's great wrong. outside. You're not wrong. It actually came on a beautiful day. Lots to cover in this episode of After 9. And to start, Kat, we'll do some politics at the end. We'll do some COVID shit at the end because there's some new stuff there. But before we get to any of that, we, uh, we have a vacation option here for you. A vacation option? Okay. I'm going to read it as is. And some people are going to think, oh, yeah, cool. Other people are going to be grossed out. No Mm -hmm. matter what side of it you fall on, just remember, if you want to, there's both a rewind and fast forward button on a podcast. A four day orgy extravaganza. What the fuck? Is being promoted here with unlimited sex without a condom. Mm -hmm. It gets. They have to throw that in there. It gets underway today, just outside of Las Vegas. They call it Sex Island. It's being held at an undisclosed location through May the 8th, with tickets costing pleasure seekers $4,500 for a four-day getaway. It's being organized by the Good Girls Company, which is selling off only 50 tickets. Only 50 people get to do this. Well, there's only so many holes. 
The company has hired, this is easy math here, 100 prostitutes for the event so that every guest has access to two girls per day. They say all of our girls are tested and free of any sexual diseases. At any moment, you can switch girls with the other 50 guests. There is also on-site HIV and STI testing so guests can feel reassured of their sexual safety before getting it, down it, and dirty. Is that mandatory? I'm sorry. That should be mandatory for everybody. I think everybody gets tested you have first. To. You should. But I, I think this is kind of like COVID where you may have like, I don't know, touched your nose and caught chlamydia or something. So <laughs> they have it available on site. Yeah, everybody should. Like, I mean, they're saying, oh, don't worry, our girls are safe. Yeah, like, what about all the people attending? Like, where have they been? Organizers say this four-day vacation is drug-friendly and also offers access to horseback riding, a holographic concert, and casino tours. Meanwhile, the 50 ticket holders will also be able to partake in a sensual helicopter ride. A sensual helicopter ride. I knew you were going to raise a red flag. What do you think a sensual helicopter ride well, it's, is? Look, I've been on a helicopter before. You're very strapped in. I'm not sure there's a lot of opportunity to get too sensual on the ride. It's also quite bumpy. So if you're thinking in your head, oh, cool, you could do, you could do the sex on the helicopter. Um, probably not. If you did, it might hurt a little bit. Uh, you could get hurt in a lot of different ways. Uh, but romantic... But I don't know if that's what people are going for. But it could be romantic. It could be. I, I don't know a, about sensual. I have a feeling it's just a hand job in a helicopter, a prob- right? That's what, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is you do, you're legally speaking, you got to be strapped in. So there's only so much you can really do. You got to use the limbs that you're, that are available to you. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It probably is. Um, I, uh, first off, helicopters are very windy with the propeller. So hold- no, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's a good idea to have like jizz no. flying everywhere, it's, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. It's I'm terrible- sure they thought of all that. <laughs> no, no, it's a terrible idea. Nobody thought it through. I guarantee you. Tell me what your instant reaction is to this vacation. Cause I have a feeling they're going to sell those 50 tickets almost instantly. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I think that there might be questions if people really don't know about the area. This is the type of area where prostitution is legal, is legal. They have brothels, for example, outside of Las Vegas that people go to. So the, do people tour for that kind of thing? There's, I believe they do. There, there's people who are like actual like tourists to go to the brothels. Those would definitely be the type of clientele that they would that they would get for uh, an orgy event such as this one. I mean, yeah, it's not for me. Uh, it, uh, it's not for me. Uh, needless to say, I think. But uh, I could see it be. I I agree with you. I could see people buying tickets to it. Uh, maybe for birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> You could just go to your husband, honey. Where do you want to have your birthday party this yeah. year? Will there be cake and balloons? Hey, and- like you said, it's an option. I mean, I find that kind of thing, uh, and, uh, yeah, again, not for me, but but to each their own. And if everybody's healthy and checking in on themselves for any potential diseases here, that's that's a, that's good. Uh, so have at her. Is that how you do? have at her? Go for it. And that's one way to put it. Yeah, you know, I. I I think they're trying to appeal to a certain market by promoting that it's condom free. And I'm, I'm glad that they're right. doing the testing on site. I hope the testing is accurate and reliable, hopefully uh, better than like the rapid test that we use here for COVID. I, I don't know where they stick the swab. But one thing I would say is no condom is uh, 
Yeah, like promoting that, like it's a glamorous thing, right? That's what I was thinking. Is that what you were thinking? Not just that, but I mean, no condom is fine if you go first. But what if you're not the first with that particular girl? I mean, it's a different girl twice a day. And I have a feeling by the end of the four days, that's going to be a little worn out, if you know what I mean. And um, uh, You don't know that. Everybody has got a vision in their head of what I'm talking about. Nobody wants to go second. You don't want to bear back a prostitute uh, after she was just with uh, 12 other guys. You think these people really even give a fuck about that? I would. I think that they care less about any of that. It's just a weird concept, you know? Okay, so I'm sorry. They're calling it the what island? Whore Island? What's it called? No, it's uh, Sex Island. Why do you go back to your home on Whore Island? Uh, okay, Sex Island. Sorry. So listen, and they're all whores, and I, and I don't, I don't. Men, women, we can all be whores. But uh, what is like? Is it a house? Like I'm, I, I just want to go back to. Are we like in the forest? Like what the fuck is happening here? Where is this? I believe it's a small resort. It's a resort. Is it like tents? Like what? what, what it's, we got to set up the scenario here because I'm trying to figure out what this looks like and how you're going to clean it. Okay, picture like a, a regular run-of-the-mill <laughs> shitty Holiday Inn Express, except with nude people running around without okay. condoms on, but banging I, each that's other. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, is it a hotel? Is it a yurt? Like, where are we fucking doing this thing? This is this is this seems a little because you, you got to. Who's in charge of cleaning it up? Like, imagine being the cleaning crew that's called into that mess. It's going to be slippery like, oh, hey, as guys. fuck. Okay, good morning, everybody. Thanks for coming in this morning, cleaning crew. Uh, so today, we are off to Sex Island, grab a mop and bucket, mm-hmm. and lots of Lysol. I don't know if it's only open to men. I'm wondering if it's open to women as well, and if women so. would go to that. I, w- I would assume it'd be open to women. I do not think you're going to get a lot of them, only because if the women are there for the women, and then there's men lingering around with their dicks just hanging out, they're going to assume like it's 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 your game. So if you're, if you're going, you got to be game for both. I would think so. Right? Yeah. What if you want a girl that's currently with another guy? Can you, is it like a dance? Can you cut in? You tap them on the, the forehead and say, I'd like a turn, please. Hey, stop hogging this one. Come on. Prick. You take a number. <laughs> hey, it's an option. And now serving number five. If you're interested in this sort of thing, I have a feeling it's going to happen a little more regularly. This would be a great definition of, say, sex tourism. And that's one of the ways that Vegas sucks you in. Sex tourism, if I'm not mistaken, don't they have like cruises that do the similar Yes, they do. Yeah. And they have resorts in the Caribbean, like <laughs> yeah. hedonism and places like that, yes. where you can go with your own partner and leave with somebody else's. We gave away, didn't we give away a trip to one of those places once? We did, we actually. Did, like years ago, years ago in the old station, like one of the first years that I that I did the show with you, we gave away these passes this trip it was a it was a trip i'm like oh cool man it's a trip and then when you read the fine print it was a it was a it was a resort for people who just want to fuck that's what it was basically wasn't Mm -hmm. it yeah and hey those resorts are there you can go to them they're absolutely there i just didn't realize um that there was offerings like this in vegas so is this the first annual good luck on the first annual i have a feeling it's going to be the first monthly (laughs) if it if it does well you know, I don't know how many prostitutes there are in Vegas, but if these people are taking up a hundred of them, I imagine that's a fairly sizable dent in the supply chain. So I have a feeling anybody else well, going to Vegas hoping just to pick one up is going to be like, oh, fuck, what do you mean yeah. they're all over at Sex Island? You, you probably have to shut down the brothels, right? That's probably what it is. They probably do like brothel fix first or I don't know, maybe. By the way, 
Sex Island for somewhere in Nevada is a little ridiculous. It's a very landlocked it's, state. It's the actual it's the desert. Le- it's the least islandy thing I can think of. The Treasure Island is the only thing I can think of that belongs in that area. Yeah, you think and it's not put, an island. Put a little more thought into the branding there is, is my only suggestion to them. But good luck, be safe, and have fun if you're going to Sex Island this weekend in Las Why Vegas. Why they just call it the Sex Desert? Yeah, that's a, I like, don't know. Like, come on. Mark, get the marketing people. I doubt they have marketing people. They might have marketing people. You think so? Well, maybe one of the hookers does it in their spare time or something. <laughs> On the side? It's their side gig? Okay, there you go. Sex Island you're, or Sex Desert. You're welcome. Have you ever been on a flight that got turned around midair that had to return to home base? No, thankfully. I've, I've been in different situations, but never had to actually turn back around. I feel bad for people in that scenario because no matter what your situation is or the reason that brings you on that airplane, you've got somewhere to go. And when the plane takes off and you think, whew, okay, any minute now they're going to bring the drink cart down and I can... Put that shitty little thing over my eyes and, and have a very non-restful sleep. And, <laughs> shitty, shitty sleep, yeah. And I can have this stranger beside me elbowing me and it smells weird. And Oh, yeah, this is the flying experience that I was looking forward mm-hmm. to. And then they say, wait a second, we got to turn around. Most of the time that would happen due to technical difficulties. Occasionally, it happens because of an unruly passenger. This one's a little different, though, and I'm wondering what would go through your mind if you heard the pilot announce this. It was a Virgin Atlantic flight from London Heathrow to New York. It turned around over Ireland about 40 minutes into the flight when the co-pilot admitted he hadn't actually passed his flying test yet. What? That's a problem? (laughs) The captain was told that the first officer hadn't completed his training. It was an Airbus A330, and it was ordered to return to Heathrow. Passengers landed in the U.S. almost three hours after they were supposed to, and it was 300 of them on the plane. They were forced to wait on the runway when they landed again at London Heathrow while a qualified replacement was found. The co-pilot needed a final assessment flight with a training captain in order to be able to fly in line with Virgin Atlantic policy. His role as first officer is he's responsible for maintaining the safety of the flight. As a qualified pilot, the first officers are also meant to support the captain in communicating with air traffic control and actually flying Mm. the plane. So this guy took all the courses. He knew how to do it. He just hadn't actually taken the test. This would be kind of (laughs) like if you drive solo on your way to your G2 test. You're not supposed to be driving alone, even though we trust that you know how to do it. It, it, The guy guy waited midair to, like, confess this? I believe uh, the staff radioed the plane. And it was probably like just a simple little paperwork error. There's... Okay, going oh. through. Oh, here we got First Officer Mike there. First Officer Mike still needs to complete his uh, training certificate. Where is he? Over Ireland. Get him the fuck back here. He's not qualified yeah. to fly yet. That sucks, man. That sucks for everybody. I'm just thinking about the people on the plane, too. Even the pilot he was with was probably like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Oh, that would have been so frustrating. Yeah. Think about the 300 passengers. Yeah, it's, that's terrible. Three-hour delay means that it was 40 minutes back. That means it took two hours and 20 minutes to get a new co-pilot, get them turned around, refueled, and back up in the air for that trip to New York. What a pain yeah, in the ass. sucks. I feel bad for all involved. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. 
inflation is crazy right now. I mean, stupid. We are just spending so much more than we were even a few months ago. And one of the things that I can't figure out is, is, is this totally on the up and up? And the reason I ask is because uh, grocery stores are where I think the majority of us are seeing it the most. Uh, what yeah. used to cost you maybe a buck ninety nine for a little package of raspberries is now like five ninety nine. If you used to be able to get a bag of potatoes for three ninety nine, it's five ninety nine. Things are getting really crazy expensive, and we were led to believe that this was in part because of pandemic supply chain issues and just inflation in general. But I looked, and just yesterday, Loblaw Company had record quarterly mm. profits. Mm. And that doesn't add up to me. Are are you guys just trying to pad your bottom line here by raising these prices? Or are you using the supply chain issues as an excuse to raise prices? That I don't know. But then I look at the gas companies and the price of gas is through the roof. I believe it was ExxonMobil yesterday out with their quarterly profits. And they too set a record. We all know that banks have record quarterly profits. and, And what are they doing to fight this alleged inflation? They're raising interest rates, which is going to increase the yeah. bank's profits. It doesn't add up. It, we need we need more clarity there. That's what I would love to see is a lot more clarity. Let's just like we did at one point decide to make the nutrient value of all the foods available to us at all times on all these products. Let's know where the money's going. I'd like to know when I purchase this five dollar ninety nine cent uh, pint of blueberries. Who's getting what here? What's going to the farmer? Is the farmer getting more than they used to? Is the grocery store keeping the difference? I mean, that's the thing. And I I think recently I learned a lot about it with the uh, people might know about the Loblaws versus Frito-Lay dispute that went down. And they stopped selling them in their stores because they were upset that they were going to go up in price slightly, which meant that Loblaws had to either eat that cost themselves Or they had to make the price of the chips go up in their store. And that choice is theirs. And every other place was fine with it. So they made it seem like, you know, oh, well, we want to do what's best for our people. But really, when you look at those profits, are you doing what's best for the the people in your stores, for the customers in your store? Or are you doing what's best for you here? And, And don't get me wrong. It's a business like any other business. And you need to make money. But the clarity is key, like to know how much you're getting for what. Because it may end up being quite outrageous when you see the price of everything. Now, that said, we do all have choices and we do all have options. We can find a different way to do things. And a lot of families already have. I mean, uh, my family, for example, I've been buying a lot more frozen stuff because I want to make sure, A, it doesn't go to waste. And B, the food is extremely expensive when you want to buy the fresh stuff. So the fro- like buying frozen avocado, for example, making sure that doesn't go to waste and it's very expensive, but it's a le- little cheaper to buy it that way. Or frozen fruits, or some people are doing more canned goods. And that's, that's fine. We got to do what we got to do. We all have options. But I would still like to know who's taking home what here. You know what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to cut out the middleman, the companies that are making these insane profits while people are suffering. I can't get around the mortgage. I'm going to have to stick with a bank for that. But when it comes to food, I'm going to start going right to the farm. It's summertime, and Ontario is one of the best growing regions in the world. And I'm going to start going to those little stands on the side of the road, farmer's markets. I'm going to start going places like that because I'd really like to know if I want 
some corn on the cob. Is it really seven ninety nine for seven cobs, or can I get it at yeah. that stand on the side of the road for two bucks? And it really is. And, and it, the kiosks, you know, for the farmers, sure it costs money, but man, they can make good money, and that's money that's going directly to those families that sell it. So I don't blame you there. I really enjoy the farmers market. Can I give actually not one but tech, two tips when it comes to food if you want to do a little cost saving? Sure. Number one. What I learned at one point, because it was the only time I ever did it, I'm an early riser. So for me, it was farmer's market first thing in the morning, get there, get all the stuff, awesome, head out right before the big crowds really get there. And I still like doing that. But once I went end of the day, because I was meeting up with family there who were doing the touristy things, St. Jacob's, you know, going to the outlets and things like that. So we met up and it was actually toward the end of the day outside at the market. We got so much stuff for like half the price. Really? Because what the, what the people at the, at the kiosks and things were kept saying to us was basically the same thing. Like, we got to pack all this back up on the truck. We got to pack all this up. So you'll actually be helping us out. So if it's five bucks, let's say that I just sold it to some, someone to an hour ago, it's going to be two bucks. So if you want all of this, you can take it all for 10 bucks. That's a great way to, to attempt to save money if you guys want to try that. The other thing I learned is the food court. I know it's not as healthy. It is not as healthy, but the food court buffets... Food court buffet. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't done it. Many years ago, we used to do this. This is like a thing we did in college. We go to the mall before close. And some places, some malls will actually close at like six or seven o'clock, whatever it is, show up like 10, 15 minutes before the mall closes. All those buffet places, you know, like your, your Manchu walks and your whatnot. Oh, those ones. Yeah. yeah. Like bourbon chicken. Bourbon chicken. Great example. Yeah. All of those places. Miss Vanelli's, it used to be. I don't think they exist anymore. Or maybe they do. Anyway, they usually have to toss it all. Oh, I mean, they do. Or they'll give it to their staff to send home. But sometimes there's so much food that if you walk by and you offer two bucks for a giant box, you know, that you could fill it with the chicken or salad or whatever, they'll usually be okay with it. As long as you get the manager that's there. That's what I found when we went to college. That's what we did. We used to box. We used to like bring home four or five boxes of stuff and it cost us like six bucks. Wow. Because they wanted to get rid of it. Anyway, two little tips. Maybe it'll work now. Maybe it won't. There could be protocols in effect now. They, they, they aren't the same. But the farmer's market one, definitely. Because in some cases, you're actually helping the farmer out. And hey, if you weren't going to spend that four or five bucks with the, with the uh, farmer or whoever's working the stand, they'll be happy that you, that you did it this time around. I mean, five bucks is something. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, it's a great article that I'm reading here. Uh, seven simple tips that you can do that'll save you money instantly. Okay. And I think we're all looking for a way to save money. Won't spend a ton of time on it, but let's go through these. Number one, subscriptions you don't use. Streaming services, magazines, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, they say a study last year found 70% of us waste more than 50 bucks a month mm-hmm. on stuff that we don't use. I believe it. Can we add like memberships to that too? Memberships and subscriptions. Sure. Yeah. Maybe you're a member to something online and you haven't really cared about their stuff in a while. Cut that out. I have a Dash Pass subscription that comes off my credit card every month and I haven't used DoorDash in months. So that was a waste of probably $30. That was just a waste. So go through your credit card statement. Find out what mm-hmm. you're paying for. If you don't shop at Costco anymore, you could probably ask your Costco membership. There's a lot of different memberships and monthlies that you're paying that mm-hmm. you might not need. 
even Netflix. If you've got Crave, do you need Netflix? If you've got Netflix, do you need Disney, Disney Plus? And, yeah, all of them, yeah. Sale items that you don't actually need. They say the next time you see a sale and you're tempted to buy, wait one day. The initial excitement will wear off and you'll probably thank yourself later. That's so true. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times, I, and they're good at marketing it, you'll see a sale for, oh, look at this. I know it's May, but snowblowers are on sale for 25% off. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I do need a new snowblower for next year, but I, I literally don't need it for eight months. Mm-hmm. So I could probably put that off for now, and that 25% off isn't actually that great a sale compared to their preseason sale. So I'd just be wasting money yeah. if, I just, if I took a day to stop and think about it. A sober mm-hmm. second thought. I might not be sober tomorrow. In any case, if you take that second thought, you might be able to talk yourself out of it. Um, another thing to to bring up on that note, too, is, and I kind of realized this along the lines, was uh, just because you see something on sale doesn't mean you're actually saving money. You were spending money by purchasing it. So if I'm scrolling online, let's say, and I see, oh, yeah, I, I could go with an extra... Amazon Fire Stick. And it, look, it's, oh, I'm actually saving money because it's this. If you actually weren't planning to purchase something, don't assume that you, especially an impulse situation, right? Like ads come up all the time for all kinds of shit. So if it's like, yeah, oh, sport check, 30% off, I'll peruse this. You're spending money. You're not saving money. Unless you have a specific item in mind, don't do it. Bank machine fees. They say they add up, especially if you take out small amounts all the time. Another option to save those ATM fees is go to your bank's bank machine or use the cash back option at stores that offer it. I don't find myself at AT- needing an ATM machine often, but definitely in the summertime when you think about how many times you're out and about at events, things like that, maybe you need cash. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good reminder. Come prepared. Food waste. Up to 40% of food never gets eaten. Mm. Overbuying and trusting those best before dates too much both play a role. Stop wasting food. Okay? I think that's self-explanatory. Yeah, and we kind of covered that earlier, didn't we? Extended warranties. They're usually not worth it. Yes. You're better off putting that money into an emergency savings for unexpected expenses. Yeah. I mean, you can easily get talked into it, especially if it's a small amount. How many times have you gone to Best Buy, for example, and tried to buy something, and they always try and sell you the Geek Squad coverage? In a lot of cases, you don't need it. Uh, anytime you could buy any electronic, it's like, would you like the extra? No, no, no. I always say no. I'm going to throw on like some insurances on there, like puppy insurance. I'm going to I'm going to throw that out there as a waste of money. I thought it was, too. But people, when they get a dog, they think, oh, fuck, we yeah. got to buy the insurance. Because sometimes you're given brochures or hear things. But you put that emergency fund away just in case. And here's another fun, fa- fun, not so fun fact for you. If something does, God forbid, happen to your puppy, a lot of the time insurance doesn't even cover whatever the hell it is. They'll find a way not to cover it anyway, so you're wasting your dough from day one. On, on those extended warranties, I always struggle with one, AppleCare. AppleCare oh. seems like a great thing, but it's so freaking expensive, and I don't want to spend the extra or that much extra, but I feel like I do want the coverage, and then I'm just basically walking around rolling the dice every time I pick up my phone and drop it. Uh, insurance. You, you ma- should stop doing that. I know. I really should. <laughs> you should see my screen. It's <laughs> fucked. Uh, overpaying for insurance. They say most of us have been with the same company for a while. Our rates have likely gone up. And if you go to a new company, you will likely get a new customer discount. It's worth looking into. I mean, if your coverage is coming up soon, 
Why not shop around? Why not just call? Yeah, bundling bundling helps too. Obviously, like a lot of places will offer you like a ten percent discount if you bundle your home and auto and all that. You know what my problem is though? You sounded just like the commercial. I know, I know. <laughs> I've done. Can you tell I've done a few commercials for it? But I find my biggest problem with that is I'll call all of them individually. Like so, if I'm with Bel Air Direct here and TD Insurance here and whatever else over there, I'll call them all and individually they'll give me a better price. They'll give me a better price per month than if I package them together anywhere else. And if for the life of me, I can't understand why. Why you can't give me the same price as this auto insurance place over here so I can stay with you. And they just can't. It boggles my mind, but I have tried that several times. Last tip on these seven money-saving tips. Interest, namely credit card interest. Mm -hmm. They say fees and interest cost the average person or household up to $1,000 a month in some cases. Their suggestion, take your credit cards, pay off all your balances by taking out a line of credit because the line of credit interest rate is much, 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 much less than credit card interest. So you still owe the money, but you're paying a lot less on it monthly. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good tip. Uh, CNN, actually, and I don't like to give CNN credit for anything because generally they're trash. However, uh, that was a good tip from CNN Money. Let's talk about guys for a second. A survey taken by eHarmony, one of the more reputable dating sites, says that many of their male users have an odd selection of turnoffs that would mean roughly about 100% of the site's female users would be unappealing to them. Would you like to know the top five hobbies of women that turn men off oh, when they see it on an eHarmony profile? God, hobbies turn people off? Yeah. Okay, but I can kind of see it because there's some shit that I wouldn't like. If you put on your profile that you're a a hardcore runner, I'm instantly going to think, oh, fuck me. I don't want to get up on a Sunday morning and go for a 10K job. Why are you automatically assuming that you have to do what they do? Or have to like what they like. Because inevitably in a relationship, we all get suckered into stuff that our partner likes. If they're into, I don't know, the Leafs, you're going to end up watching some Leaf games. That's just all there is to it. Yeah, just because they're into crafts doesn't mean you're going to be sitting down fucking crocheting something. <laughs> like I beg to differ. Uh, my husband's into a few things I'm not into. You go do you. That's great. The hobbies that turn men off. And ladies, apparently you may want to rewrite your profile if you've listed some of these. Oh, don't change. If you're Stop. not getting the appeal that you want. Number one, going to the movies. I don't know why guys don't want to go to the movies unless it's just the raw cost because it's it's rapidly comparing to going out for a nice dinner. But see, like I, again, I'm going to disagree that that's going to that should, that should give you any trouble. My sister in law, for example, she hates a lot of things and she also hates movies. <laughs> and my brother loves movies, so he finds other people to go with, and she stays home. Her, her sister loves it. Her mom loves it. It's hilarious, and they all go out to movies together all the time. And she's like, "No, nah, I'm good. You can do that. We're individuals." If one of your hobbies listed is volunteering, he's out. <laughs> you got to make money or not. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, I suppose if it's interfering with money-making hours, maybe. Well, there's also the, uh, it, I guess it kind of depends what you're volunteering for. Maybe. What, are you volunteering at the uh, uh, to, to foster pets? Okay, well, maybe I don't like the idea of having 11 cats in my living room. Right. I, I don't know. That could affect you. Absolutely. By the way. The Humane Society is always looking for people that are willing to foster pets. So sorry to cock block you here, boys. But uh, for anybody that's interested, if you're interested, contact the Humane Society and they'd love to talk to you. You know what? And and, if that was the case, you wouldn't want to be around someone who didn't like animals. Get out of here.
watching TV, reading, using the computer. Who typed one of my hobbies is using, using the, the com- computer? Nobody says that. What is this, is 1997? This like, like, no, I like to use the computer. E-harmony for seniors? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> what the fuck? Nobody says that. <laughs> We're always on, hello, newsflash, we have phones. We're like always technically on the computer. I'm going to, I'll do this here. You might want to plug your ears. Uh, new research says drinking just half a bottle of wine a week may increase your risk of breast cancer. The equivalent of 60 milliliters of wine a day significantly increases the risk of breast cancer recurrence, according to new research from the Cancer Council of Victoria. Oh, then you just finished the bottle and the problem solved. Yeah, that's one right? way to make sure there's not half. <laughs> you know, but here's what's so frustrating is studies like that will come out. And then like a week later, you see a study saying, it's okay, guys, you can have three glasses a day and it will, it's good for your heart. Why is it always so different? It's the big winemaking companies trying to make profits off of us Constantly studying this shit. First of all, I can't believe how many studies on wine alone and beer and all of the alcohols that there is. And that's great that they have studies. But my problem is, is that they don't intertwine with each other. But okay. Um... Since we talked about ladies, let's put guys in the hot seat now. It's a new post or an article that points out 10 defining qualities that women should look for in a husband. Oh, my God. Why is this so, like, sexist and stuff? Like, why is all this shit? I assume you could swipe out husband for partner, depending. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say partner. Then we'll make it inclusive since they didn't. I know that that's that's our problem. That's our biggest problem, guys, is trying to find the inclusive shit. And we do look for it just so everybody knows. They message you to check that you've gotten home safe and stay awake until they know that you have. Yeah. I don't know if that'd be a deal breaker if they didn't, but it certainly is courteous. Uh, The person who doesn't try and change you and loves who you are. If they send flowers to your office just because. What year is this? What is happening? I send flowers to my girl. It's not about that, though. It's that that's the quality you want. Flowers. Period. The end. Okay. What about a nice little skip the dishes lunch? Here, here's a burrito. Happy I mean, Cinco nice. de Mayo. This thoughtful things is nice. They motivate you to achieve more and be a better person than you already are. I'd say that's an important quality. Of course. For everybody, I think. They never make you doubt how they feel about you and constantly reassure you that you're the one for them. Ah, that's okay, let's nice. not get too fucking needy here. Well, I mean, but that is nice. Like there are probably people in relationships who don't hear it enough. Maybe you get used to it, right? You're, you're with someone for a long period of time and then you maybe you tend to forget to take the time to let them know how much they mean to you. You still get butterflies when you walk into a room and see them. Okay, not every time. I mean, there's certain times, maybe. (laughs) And even that wears off a little bit here and there. I mean, let's be reasonable about it. But uh, sure, it's good to still be attracted to your your partner or think, wow, I'm really lucky to have them. Yeah. That's where the butterflies would come in. They pay for things out of respect and don't want you to spend a penny on anything. Is paying for stuff a respect thing? Chivalrous, maybe? I... Uh, again, uh, maybe under the thoughtful umbrella, I'd put that like, hey, I thought of you. I bought. The, don't worry. Or this is on me. That's great. If you keep your finances separate, I guess. They aren't afraid to kiss you in public. Is that a big thing? I guess so. For some people. They'll always text you back. No questions asked. 
Yeah, but I mean, I mean, if they're busy, they're busy. It depends on when you're texting. Can I tell you, I don't always want to text back. Some things don't need to be replied to. It's just a real FYI kind of deal. Yeah. And, sure. and these conversations will never end. Literally, by definition, they will never end if we keep doing that. That's why I like the old thumbs up. Just give that that last reply from that person a thumbs up and you're you're done. You're good. I, uh, I don't know when exactly it changed, but just in the last couple months, I've discovered that I can just send a reaction to a text rather than actually yeah. reply to it. Yeah, thumbs up, heart, whatever. Face, you, you, whatever's in there. A uh, ha ha, Ex- exclamation marks. Exclamation marks, uh-huh. like whatever, it all works. Last but certainly not least, you'd be proud to introduce them to your parents. Who brings home someone that they're not proud to introduce to yeah. their parents? Like, yeah, I know this isn't a good deal, but uh, <laughs> just pretend everything's okay. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? <laughs> you, you shouldn't be with them if you're not proud to show them off. A young woman says she has been in the business of not taking daily showers since she was in middle school. She lists several reasons as to why she doesn't shower, but it all boils down to the entire process being, and I quote, overwhelming. Good morning. Happy Monday. The woman who goes by Raina began in a TikTok video. She says, I shower once a week. She clarified that she's not referring to how often she washes her hair, but rather the actual frequency of her showers. She does it once a week. The first explanation the shower opposing woman gave was that she simply does not like to shower. She then followed up with additional reasons why showering isn't her thing. She said the time commitment is a reason. Recounting everything that goes into the shower. And then warming the water up to getting into the shower, doing all the necessary things in the shower, getting out, drying off, waiting for your hair to dry. She said it's just too time consuming. Her next major reason that she doesn't shower on any sort of a regular basis was hating the feeling of wet hair. She said she can't use a hair dryer and explained she hates the sound, letting viewers know that she has sensory issues. She also claimed that since she started showering less, Her eczema, dry scalp, and general skin issues have gotten better. Her last reason is that it's wasteful. It wastes water and it wastes products. The question is, would you date somebody who could only shower or only does shower once a week? Someone that has that much disdain for being clean. Could you do it? I mean, at least she's being honest about it. She obviously, it's funny, the sensory, it's funny, in my mind I was thinking the sensory issue. I'm like, it sounds like she has, like this is actually a, a I don't even know if it would, anxiety would, it would fit in that category, but some sort of for, issue with all those things. Because to think, to have all of those issues with it, it's one thing to be like, uh, showers take up too much time, which isn't necessarily true because you can have a quick shower. Anyone can have a quick shower. Sure. You know, you could be in there for three minutes. You can scrub, scrub, scrub as fast as you can. Three minutes is, is plenty. It's fine for a lot of people. You don't have to sit there for 20 minutes. But then when she goes through the whole process, that's interesting. I don't know about dating. Why is she trying to date and nobody will date her? Is that why you ask? I think so, yeah. She, well, oh. And she's also putting it out there because uh, she wants to try and normalize it somewhat. I've heard many arguments for why it's not ideal to shower every day. Certainly yep. not ideal to wash your hair every day. Yep. I break that in that I shower at least once a day, sometimes twice. And I wash my hair every time I'm in the shower. And look at me. This hair is fucking beautiful. It's great. I think that it, 
it's just a misconception, a myth, a rumor. No, 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 no. Because no, because once you once you stop doing it, now your hair's short. You cannot you cannot say that. You can't. If you had long hair, you could talk about it. You can't. Your hair's short. You can't really tell a difference. If you grow long, luscious locks, then you can come talk to me about the difference between washing and not washing your hair. Because I think, thought the same thing. My stylist never washes, like never washes her hair, and her hair's beautiful. But it takes a while to get past that point. Once you get like the, the past, like the itchy, greasy stage, apparently it's just wonderful. And the skin thing I've heard before too, actually, that it can be better for your skin not to. I mean, I don't know. For me, I need I need to have that shower. I actually enjoy the shower. So I don't know. I like it. And that's why I do it. It's funny that you should mention that because when she said she doesn't like the shower in part because she has sensory issues, I thought, yeah, I think I do in a way too, but the shower helps that. I actually like that feeling of the warmth and the water. Has she tried a bath though? No idea. I have no clue. Because for sensory reasons, for sensory issues, the bath is definitely better. I mean, you can, you can fill up the tub and walk away just in time. You stop it. So it's full. It's a quiet situation. Anyway, I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist by any means, but I would assume that that would be better. Uh, just breaking this morning, uh, it's it's election campaign time, and the liberals were first out this morning to make their daily promise for the campaign. They say they're going to impose a hard cap of 20 students per classroom. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Oh, that was good. I needed that laugh. That was good. You know what? I mean, we've been fucking around with this stupid (laughs) argument for years. We have been screwing around with this argument for years. When I went to school, the worst year I had, and it never even occurred to me that this wasn't normal, I had 34 kids in my grade eight class. Wow, that's a lot. And everything was just fine. And, And then I heard, and this started to come up in the McGinty win years, oh, Fuck, this is tragic. We are destroying the future of our children. We got to cap it at 25. Well, it was a soft cap, and some people had more, some had less. In some cases, we were hiring way more than we needed to because the numbers just didn't work out. And then we'd have some classrooms that had like 15 and others that were right at the cap of 25. The whole thing was a goddamn mess. Now, they want to cap it at 20. Max. And my question to you, Steve Del Duca, is this. Why 20? Why don't you make it 15? Why don't you make it 10? Why don't you give every kid in Ontario their own personal fucking teacher? Why don't, don't you do that? I mean, teachers listening probably, I would love to hear from you, by the way, if you're a teacher that listens and you have any thoughts on that. Where's the room for it, though, is the problem. Okay, so let's say in this magical world where they get their way, uh, it happens. Where's the room? That means you need to spread out amongst more classrooms. Yes, you Schools do. Schools don't have the fucking room. What are you bringing in more portables? Fuck that. No. He says he's going to build more schools. And you can do that in a couple of days. It's no yeah, problem. Oh, build a school. Oh, in that case. Yeah. Oh, and the money just falls from the trees above. So well, that's great. Well, we'd have to hire 20,000 new that's teachers. The, like, this is an expensive I, situation. What is happening? You can't do that. You know, I, I just don't know when enough's going to be enough. And by the way, you're absolutely right about room. Hey, if we have to build more schools, that means some kids are going to get moved. If you currently go to yeah. Sir John A. McDonald, maybe you're getting bumped over to, to Center Street School. Absolutely. You know what parents will absolutely lose their fucking mind over is if you tell them their kids got to move to yep. a different school. Yeah. They will not accept that you in know. any way. This is a dumb idea. It's fine where it is. Arguably, yeah. 25 is the sweet spot. I don't personally see a problem with going a little higher. I get that it's a little uh, a little more work to mark all those report cards and do those parent-teacher interviews. But let's be yeah. honest, uh, there's a... No, I'm not going to say it. 
<clears throat> I won't say it. What? But anyway. Do it. Well, there's some teachers who put no effort into those report cards anyway. No. You should see how many edits have to be done before they actually get sent to a parent. No, I believe it. You know, hey, there's teachers general. Great. There's a few bad. Of course, there's bad apples out there. Yeah. There's just teachers that shouldn't be teaching well, that, that, are, that, that have taught their entire fucking career 30 years in that are shitty teachers. But we needed teachers. So they stayed on as teachers and they're horrible. And I've had I've had teachers in the past that are shit. There's other teachers that deserve way more than they get. And, and I'm so glad that they're doing what they do. But of course, there's a couple of rotten ones. Wouldn't it be great if the better teachers got promoted based on merit, not on seniority? You know, Wouldn't uh, that be awesome? Can we give them all reviews? Like, Can we do like a Google review of no. teachers once you're finished? And then you can be like, that's a good teacher right there. Yeah, union wouldn't allow that. <laughs> well, come on, union. You guys are fucking stiff ones, aren't you? Well, Loosen up a little bit. I'm sure that this will get discussed in more great detail later on. And, and maybe we'll weigh in on it again tomorrow. But that's the promise. I haven't heard what Andrea or Doug's promises are from today. All I know is that they're going to be extremely expensive. Last thing on this. Uh, a woman who says she's always had reservations about her best friend's husband claims he made a pass at her mm. in a series of flirty text messages. She claims he begged her not to say anything to his wife and tried to backtrack when she called him out. But she felt she had no choice but to be completely honest with her friend about what happened. She was going to go and say, hey, your husband has been trying to pick me up. So after taking and saving all the screenshots of that text message exchange where the woman's husband made inappropriate remarks about a beachside picture, the woman called her friend the next day. Wanting to break the news to her gently, she said, let's get together. I want to discuss this in person. When they got together, she showed her the messages that her husband had been sending. And that's where this woman turns to Reddit for advice from strangers online. I'm going to read you her post. She told me I must have led him on in some way to make him think that kind of message was okay. That he'd never do something like this without being tempted first. I told her I'd never do that to anyone, least of all my best friend, and pointed out how clearly disgusted I was by what he'd written. I then told her I was worried because if he'd do this to her best friend, what was he doing with the women that she didn't know? Hmm. Her friend got up, left, fuming. And they haven't spoken since. Wow. So the question remains, was it a good idea to come clean and tell the truth? Or should she have just put that in the vault and taken it to her grave? Mm-hmm. See, my automatic uh, reaction to that or answer for you, I suppose, is, yeah, she did the right thing by saying something, by speaking up. If that's your good friend and that's your good friend's husband, you're going to let your friend know that some shady shit went down and you got the receipts to prove it. So you can show those too and let them do with that information what they want. I think this, this woman's reaction to what her husband did, and we don't know the full story. That's said, We don't know this full relationship. We don't know what's going on. It sounds like potentially a little bit of like denial mixed in with uh, the anger, right? Like maybe, or maybe she kind of knew something was up with her husband. And now thinks, how dare you even say anything about it? Like, just if you didn't like it, then just move along. Don't think he's a trash bag just because he did that. Uh, who knows? Um, here's some of the messages that we got on stuff on this uh, when we talked about it this morning. She did the right thing telling her friend. Sure, she might have been upset at the situation. It might need some time to process. But if she really thinks 
you're going to blame them, then that's all on her. Uh, okay, great. Uh, for the most part, people think they would do it, by the way. That's another question is, would you do it? Would you say something? And a lot of people said, yep, absolutely. I would do it. Um, and you 100% say something. Uh, if the friend knows her husband is a piece of crap and is in denial, let her be. Offer your support when she's ready. Then step back. You don't need that negativity in your life. No, you don't. Yeah, it's just a strange one for me um, because I I don't know who wouldn't at least be a little, although pissed, appreciative that the person would tell you. Like your, your husband kind of did that. But again, there's got to be a backstory here too. But it's okay to be both, right? You can be pissed, but you still appreciate the fact that they told you. Sure. I think that's a normal human reaction. It doesn't merit being completely cut off, you know, like it doesn't, you can't just say, okay, cool. I'm cutting you off from my life then, but I'm going to stick. Basically, you're trying to choose sides. Maybe you don't need to do that. <laughs> you know, take some time, take a hot second and process it. Hmm. And on that, we will say thank you, everybody. But hey, you can weigh in on this or anything else. Shoot us a DM. You can leave us a voicemail message. Oh, yeah. Let's get that number away. Uh, It's 519-772-4443. You can always hit the rewind button on here if you want to get that number again. Leave us a voicemail. Don't be shy. Maybe you have a question. Um, We'll keep you um, anonymous, of course. We don't need to necessarily play back what you said if you want us to specifically not, but you have a question please let us know. Have yourselves a fantastic Cinco de Mayo, everybody. I'm actually on the, uh, well, I got a shit ton of work to do here. But once I finally get out of here, yeah. I got to see my daughter for the first exciting. time since Christmas. That's exciting. And the second time in a year. Wow. Um, how long is she here for? <laughs> Only a week. Only a week? It's in between semesters. Okay. She's going to do some summer courses and, and accelerate her graduation rate. Or graduation timeline. So, yeah, I mean, hey, if she can squeak in a week, I, it is worth every penny to squeak in a week. fly her back here for a bit and, and spend some time with her. So, I am uh, I'm checking myself out of here and I'm gladly going to drive around the airport for hours in circles Aww. waiting for a plane to Enjoy land. that and have a glass of tequila when you get back home. Ole! <laughs> Twitter just rolled out a new feature called Twitter Circle, which lets users share tweets with a select group of up to 150 people. That story again. Twitter invented uh, the group chat. Uh, But I like the idea. Now you can soft launch the tweet that gets you fired. NASA is planning on sending naked images of humans into space as part of a new mission to communicate with alien civilizations. Guys, you can't do that. At the very least... You have to hit them with a you up first. I heard that the CIA has started using Instagram to help Russians share state secrets. Spies used to gather intelligence through covert missions. Now they just talk to each other through latte foam art. (laughs) Over in Italy, uh, there's a $700 million super yacht that experts think belongs to Vladimir Putin. And right now it's trying to set sail before it's seized. Turns out escaping on a yacht is the last square Putin needs in the supervillain bingo. (laughs) The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.